This is a Federal News Network podcast. No one is looking back fondly on last year when it comes to the thrift savings plan. The markets had a terrible year across the board, and the TSP board itself is still catching up from a difficult deployment of a new system for plan members to manage their accounts. Here with what to expect, financial coach and retired federal executive Abe Grungold. And Abe, what's your experience been as a participant and having clients participate? Is the TSP passed some of those troubles yet? Well, Tom, first of all, Happy New Year, and hopefully the TSP will be going in the right direction in 2023. But as a 35-year participant in the TSP, the website, which was recreated past June, the last six months, reminds me of my favorite movie, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And there are some good things that have happened with the website. There are some bad things, and there have been some ugly things, especially from my experience and also some experiences from my clients. Yeah, so let's talk about the ugly first. What is it that they need to pretty up at this point? Well, the ugly has been, from my own personal experience, I try to take out a monthly withdrawal from the TSP back in August, And the minimum for a monthly withdrawal is $25. However, when I tried to take out $1,000, I could not be done online or even calling into the representative at the TSP. They said that it was a system-wide problem that I should try back in a couple weeks. I called back in a couple weeks. The representative said, well, you can't do a thousand dollar monthly withdrawal you're going to have to do a four thousand dollar monthly withdrawal because that's the only figure that seems to fit in your module for your profile which could not be explained just could not be explained well the question is if that persisted over the course of a year could someone be in tax trouble for not taking the required minimum distribution well, the required minimum distribution has to be based on the balance of your account. And if you sure. can't put the right figure in there, you're going to have some problems. But if you don't want to take out a $4,000 withdrawal, you are going to be forced to do it based on maybe the balance of your account or something that's causing that to happen. The TSP reps just couldn't explain it. Right. But has it been repaired since then? As far as I know, no, because I tried to get on recently and I wanted to adjust my figure from 4000 to another figure, say back to 1000 or 2000 They said you can't do that. You have to cancel your monthly withdrawal and then create a new one. And it just seems strange that you have to go through so many steps and you could lose a month where you don't receive a monthly withdrawal. So that is really somewhat of the ugly side of how the mechanics of the TSP website are working. I have another story from a client of mine who tried to repay their TSP loan from the CARES Act. The CARES Act allowed TSP participants to make a loan and not have to be on a payment schedule. Well, he wanted to pay this $50,000 loan back, could not find any information on the TSP website, 
nor did any of the representatives from the TSP 800 number. They didn't even understand what the CARES Act loan was. So he ultimately got it resolved, but he went through some very strange channels to do it. All right. We're speaking with Abe Grungold. He's the owner of AG Financial Services and a retired 36-year federal employee. But it's fair to say I think TSP has done some major league repairs from that original June date to where the generalized reports seem to be that most people are getting the service they need from the website. Yeah, the good part of it is is that the website has a very appealing look to it where, you know, I now can go through the website without using my reading glasses. So the fonts are very large. There are enhanced colors. It's a little bit easier to find things. And the other good thing about the website is that you can even, thankfully to the change in the TSP policy in 2022, you can repay a TSP loan even after you have terminated from federal service. They give you several repayment options, which is wonderful. You know, a lot of federal employees panic that they have to repay their TSP loan prior determination, they don't have to do that. They can continue paying it on afterwards. So that's the good part. There are some good features to the website. Yeah. And just getting back to that total functionality question, though, it seems like they have nailed down, at least the reports we get, they have one by one nailed down the defects or the rollout problems that they had from last June. Well, there still are some what I would call the bad issues. They're not good and they're not ugly. They're bad. And that is that the TSP website just doesn't give you the experience that you would get on, say, a website like Fidelity or Charles Schwab. There are still issues where you cannot go back and look at your historical transactions. Say, I've been in the TSP for 35 years. I should be able to go back 35 years and look at the history of how much in contributions and the growth of my TSP. You can't do that because they're not retaining that information. So a lot of the features that you would expect from, you know, a change are just not there. And that's the sad part because I am sure that the TSP board spent millions of dollars, but it's unknown as to what the details of that contract were with Accenture and how they're still going to correct some of these issues. Because as a participant, you don't want to receive less information that you have now with the prior website. And what are your clients telling you? A lot of the clients are just unhappy all around with the TSP website. A lot of them want to leave. I don't encourage them to leave. From a personal standpoint, I am not leaving the TSP website. But if the website is just not working to the optimal satisfaction of the TSP members, time will tell how many members are going to be leaving. Well, what choice do you have, though? You certainly could transfer your TSP to another investment house like a Fidelity or Charles Schwab. And you could do a direct rollover transfer to an IRA and not have to pay any tax in doing that step. 
So, yes, there are options. You could do it on a partial basis or you could do it on a full basis and certainly close out your account. Well, that's, a like you say, a personal choice, and there are still benefits to the TSP. It's a low-cost operation, and their funds are generally well-managed. So I'm not cheering for TSP, but they do have advantages. Yeah. It's recognized for that, uh, some of those yeah. qualities. Look, look, Tom, I love the TSP. I've been a member for 35 years. You are getting the lowest expenses compared to any investment management that you're going to find anywhere the investments themselves are plenty to choose from, and they're wonderful. They have a wonderful 35-year track record. I do not plan on leaving, but some of the people out there just are not satisfied with the changes, and time will tell what's going to happen. And let me ask you this. What's your prospect for the funds themselves in the coming year? Are we going to see a bull market return or at least a non-bear I think somewhere during the year, there's going to be a comeback in the market because I went through it in 87 with the Black Friday. I went through it in 2000 with the dot-com era. I went through it in 2008 to 2009 and the pandemic era. And every time there was a fall in the market, it only lasted for about a year, a year and a half, and then there was a comeback. I'm not saying that is a guarantee that the market will come back, but I think it will slowly progress in 2023, and maybe we could see it an, an all-time new high in the Dow, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ. I'm hoping for that. I'm optimistic. Abe Grungold is the optimistic owner of AG Financial Services and a retired 36-year federal employee. As always, thanks so much. Thank you for having me, Tom. Happy New Year. And we'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Put the Federal Drive on your list of podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your shows. Leadership today, especially within the federal workforce, is being tested more than ever before. Sean Ferguson, Senior Vice President of Government Relations and Chief of Staff to the Office of the Chairman at the Special Olympics, joins host Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA, to discuss the importance of leadership, inclusion, and community building. To learn more about how you can get involved with the Special Olympics in your community, visit specialolympics.org slash get dash involved. Hello, and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned working with that community? Oh, uh, yeah, almost... uh... Shane, it's almost immeasurable. The things I've learned since I've been with Special Olympics. I um, one of the things that drew me to Special Olympics uh, when I made the move over from from the NFL uh, was that my mother, my grandmother, my aunt all took care of of people with intellectual disabilities and 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 physical disabilities as well. So all of my life, I was uh, interacting and around um, usually usually young people, but also adults with disabilities. And so I, I knew that I knew that work a bit, you know, they, they basically were in direct care. And, and I will say, and on a, obviously we'll say about my, my family, my mother, my aunt, my grandmother, they're saints. Uh, but, uh, the, the men and women that do take care of people with uh, profound disabilities are, are really, um, you know, we, we can't do enough to salute them. 
Um, they're they're really heroes. And um, so I was I was drawn when I, I and I just saw that, you know, Special Olympics was looking for someone. And I thought, well, you know, I'll take a look at it and see, see you know, throw, uh, send in my information. And lo and behold, I, I, I get hired and um, I learn uh, every day almost something from especially from our athletes. Uh, we're blessed to have a number of athletes that work here in our office in Washington, D.C., and, you know, uh, Terrell, who, who works in, in our mailroom, who comes by with packages and deliveries, uh, if you're having a day that's, you know, getting away from you and you, you <laughs> coffee hasn't kicked in, but Terrell comes by, always happy, always enthused, uh, has, a, has a good story, like, it can just turn a day around for you. And, and, and you think of, I, I, you know, so often when he'll walk away, I'll be like, you know, whatever was bothering me or whatever is you know, stressing me out and come on, you know, like, look at, look at Terrell, like he, he faces everything with optimism. And, and, and I've seen that also in our going to competitions in throughout the United States and globally, you see people who have had everything stacked against them. You know, their parents, when they were born, were often told this is a tragedy and you should, you should, you know, send your, this child away. Don't, don't, you know, and, and kind of forget about them, Get, turn them over to the state or, or wherever. And, and, you know, that, you know, just kind of watch, watch your hands of it. Um, and, and, and in, in these cases, the parents didn't do that, thankfully. Um, and, but they've still faced enormous challenges, you know, and, but you see them out competing on the basketball courts or the football fields or swimming and, uh, and, and, you know, besting their times from from their last competition, and they're so committed, and just keep fighting through all the obstacles that they've had in front of them that are not just on the sports field, but also in growing up and finding education and finding groups to be part of and trying to find jobs and 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 I've seen so much perseverance and grit uh, from a- the athletes of Special Olympics that. Uh, I, I, Tim Triver, my boss, the chairman, uh, says all the time, and I couldn't agree with him more. Uh, we get more than we give uh, working the Special Olympics. It, you know, we, and thank you for your very kind words about the work I do and we do. But but we're the lucky ones. We, those of us that work here are the lucky ones because I I said to someone the other day, you know, the things that I've been able to see and experience with athletes, you just don't get to do that anywhere. That that you know, it's a and it's so unique and it's so. Uh, joyful and and uh, I mean we work hard and you know we we're up against you know the things that nonprofits are up against and you know the you know the issues of the day but uh man you see it, it and 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 the inclusion and the at special olympics no one's excluded you know no, right. no one's excluded yeah. everyone is equal at special olympics it, and you know in a country that's quite divided on so many lines politically and uh, socially uh, economically race and uh, sexual orientation and whatnot, but you go to Special Olympics and everyone's involved, everyone's welcome, everyone's equal, and I've learned that it's a model for our country and for our world. Uh, I I just think that that if if people were involved in Special Olympics and experience the power of Special Olympics for themselves, I I, I can't imagine that won't help our country and help our world um, to experience that true inclusion and acceptance of difference. How, how do we get how can listeners get involved in Special Olympics? Ways to get involved? Uh, tons of ways. So uh, volunteers, obviously, coaches, officials, 
Um, and, and the thing that, that, that uh, Tim Triver has done uh, and really pushed in the years that he's been chairman is the unified sports model that, that I mentioned earlier, um, where people, and, and it doesn't have to be, uh, it's not just school age, it's, it's uh, you know, we say nine to 99 or uh, year old uh, folks uh, that play on teams, uh, bowl together, golf together, play soccer, basketball together. Uh, people with and without intellectual disabilities competing on teams together. Um, and that is, I, I think, when you when you go back to the founding of, of our organization, what Mrs. Tri- Mrs. Shriver was trying to do uh, was to, to uh, create inclusion opportunities for people with intellectual disabilities. And you see it at these unified sports events where people with and without are playing together. We still have traditional uh, teams where it's all people with intellectual disabilities competing with other uh, teams, all intellectual disabilities. But this model of inclusive sports and inclusive leadership programs and whatnot, I think is truly revolutionizing and changing the way people see uh, others with intellectual disabilities. That's just like, I mean, that's what we that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring people together and bridge difference and, and, and celebrate differences and that our athletes, man, are some of the greatest people that you will meet. And, and, uh, and there's a lot to learn from our athletes and playing sports with them and interacting is, is how you'll learn it. Check us out, uh, you know, uh, specialolympics.org on, on our website, uh, that will link you to your local program. You can follow through the, the clicks of how to get involved and where, what's closest to you. You'll enjoy it. I can promise you that. Well, thank you very much, Sean. And, and to everybody listening, I'm Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA, and we'll, uh, Talk to you next time on the Lessons in Leadership podcast.